In today's episode, we'll be discussing Jungle Cruise, directed by Juan Colette Serra, starring Dwayne Johnson as Captain Frank Skippy Wolf, Emily Blunt as Dr. Lily Hewton, Jack Whitewall as McGregor Hewton, Edgar Ramirez as Aguar, Jesse Pimmons as Prince Yosham, Paul Giamatti as Nito Nigmaloleta, Veronica Falcone as Trader Sam, Danny Rivera as Sancho Kapoor, Quam Guerrillas as Miker, and Annie Neiman as Sir James Hobbs Coddington. The movie was released on July 24, 2021, on a budget of $200 million. Music was by James Newton Howard. I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. We're doing a Jungle Cruise today. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I told you, you know what? We go to Disney Plus. I go to Disney Plus for Star Wars, Marvel movies, all those kinds of things. You know, the action adventure side of things. You forget, and I, I, I forget that Disney is very good at the family adventure movie genre. Yeah. I mean, to really put the nail in it, you know, uh, this movie put you in mind of Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't think it's on par with that as far as the acting level because I think it was such a great cast in Pirates of the Caribbean. I think, you know, well, I mean you had Johnny Depp and Rush, Orlando Bloom, Jeffrey Rush, yeah, yeah, all, those, you know, all that. those were yeah, insane. Solidly actors, cast so. and solidly yeah, directed too. Exactly, that's why you got so many of them. Um now Jungle Cruise, well, I hold think, up. After the third one, we went downhill quick, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's truth. That's truth. Uh but I think, you know, in Jungle Cruise, you had great chemistry. Yes. I mean, you know, Emily Blunt and uh, The Rock, Dwayne who, who Johnson. Who would have thought Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt would have had such great chemistry? I, we talked about it before. You know, The Rock makes things fun. This movie literally sold me <laughs> on, I could watch The Rock in anything at this point, and he would make it fun to watch. I think so. Like, I really his do. dad jokes, the oh, entire man, movie. It was great. I was up here laughing hilariously loud by myself just because i was watching it by myself yeah and i was just sitting here thinking like any movie that can make me sit here and laugh out loud by myself right that's a win and it was just stupid jokes like my favorite one was well if you fall overboard just go ahead and use your soap and wash yourself Yourself ashore ashore. i was like no (laughs) it's like you did not just say that yeah (laughs) i worked in an orange juice factory yeah i got canned yeah (laughs) they put the squeeze on me should have led with that (laughs) I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> crazy stuff. But yeah, I watched it by myself at first, and then I watched it with Kelsey last night, mm-hmm. and she was laughing right. at the same point. So I was like, okay, good. You know, these are these play through. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just me. But uh, yeah, he's a producer on this, and he worked extremely hard to get Emily Blunt. Did he? Yeah, he, he did. A, he was like, hey, I need you for this movie i want you you know want her to be in this movie Mm -hmm. and he you know got her in it was a good thing right know, they had a great chemistry no they really did the whole cast was awesome oh the standout to me obviously besides Dwayne and emily blunt was um jesse plemons yeah anybody that can take a german bad guy and make it cheesy as hell but threatening at the same time like the dude was creepy and that's just jesse plemons as himself like he's He's a creepy dude because that's the way he portrays himself in right, these movies. Like, right. It brings to mind El Camino. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Creepy Ooh. as hell in that movie. He had his moments of creepiness in this, but he was so over the top, but yet he sold it so well. It, you know, like you said, 
it's a thing where you wanted to see him on screen again. Yeah. You know, you weren't like, oh, here comes the dreaded bad guy. Blah, blah, right. Blah. It was like, okay, he's doing some really off the wall weird shit, talking to bees and all this right. kind of shit. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, you wanted to see him again. What's he going to do next? Right. But that was funny. For me, like, like you said, it was a mix of a lot of things. Like, you forget how much Disney can actually do. When they're not focused on Marvel or Star right. Wars or rebooting their animated movies from childhood into live action form, they take a lot of their rides, which you would think, oh, it's a movie about Jungle Cruise. Ooh. Yeah. Same thing was said about Pirates of the Caribbean back in the day. Right. You know, for me, like I felt the same thing you said. The first thing I started watching, I was like, damn. I'm getting money, mummy vibes from this movie. Yeah. I'm getting Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. Yeah. Even got some Indiana Jones in there. Right. Yeah. Like the the director here was uh, very on top of the ball mm-hmm. on melding all those elements. And I agree. Putting them together. And it probably wasn't just the director. It was the script and the acting and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. it was very well melded together. And it worked well as a package. Right. Like, you take out any one of those elements, probably wouldn't have wouldn't worked, have worked. As well. I like, agree with that, too. Usually before going into a movie, I can figure out the gist of the plot. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch too many trailers on this because I wasn't overly enthused to see it like i was more excited for the green knight yeah having watched the green knight in theaters and then coming home and watch this on disney plus right i wish roles would have swapped exactly this is a big this is a theater movie yeah i thought the same thing green knight is more of a couch movie like we discussed after we saw it yeah which we'll be reviewing next episode but i was kind of sad i didn't get to watch this one in theaters yeah because i think it was a big it was a the visuals in the cgi and everything now disney's CGI leaves a little something to be desired. I think they need some more, you know, finishing on some of that. I think it's I think it's the way they meant to do it though. Like I don't think they want it to be super realistic. I think they want to have that charm to it a little I, bit. Okay, I can get with like, that. Like, you know, the the uh, the cheetah. It was a cheetah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a big cat. Well, it was a big, jaguar. Big jaguar. Okay, yeah. thank you. It looked like a cheetah with the black spots and the orange uh, fur, but, but it's a jaguar. jaguar yeah, it's a jungle, jungle whatever. Yeah. It looked realistic to a point, mm-hmm. but they didn't make it realistic enough to like, oh, that's that's an actual cat because yeah, it had yeah. to show human esque emotion, right? Personality. You you can't do that with the, as we learned with the Lion King. You right. can't do that. People, people it doesn't work that rejected way. Rejected that <laughs> exactly. People didn't like it. I mean, and then I think if they would have went too realistic with the bad guys, mm-hmm. the uh, like the oh yeah the, the conquistadors yes yeah. the um. The el- not elemental, but the the spooky factor with them. Like one dude's literally made of snakes. Right. He would have made that too realistic. The movie was already PG thirteen. Yeah. For good reasons. The crap like, out of a lot of. Spoiler yeah. alert! But when Jesse Plemons' character died at the end, I I was not expecting the I way he died when that rock so either. the just boulder came <laughs> down and crushed him. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that just happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the characters in the movie were like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of caught me off guard yeah. a lot. I was just like, holy crap! Like, okay, right. Disney going for it at this point. Like they yeah. just don't care. But if they would have made those too realistic, it would have scared the crap out of kids. I think you're right. And uh, it's still a family movie. Yeah. I mean, okay, remember when uh, Black Pearl came out? Yeah. They they were realistic and they were creepy. Yeah. And I was, I want to say I was 12, 11 when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. When it came out? When did it come out? 2000, I want to say three. You got me. Was it 2003? Cool. Sounds right. But regardless, uh, I was I was on the younger side of things, right? Mm-hmm. Those things creep me out at that age. Like I wasn't having nightmares about them, but it you know they they were creepy enough to where I could see how kids would have had nightmares at that age. And right. I think they've learned those kind of lessons over the years. Is like we can't make it too realistic, but we gotta make it realistic enough to be threatening and not cheesy. Right. So, you know, what they do with it, I think it's intentional at this point, and it works, because it's not a movie that's meant to be taking super seriously. It's just right. not. You know, The Green Knight, meant to be taken seriously. Very seriously. You know, art, artsy movies, Joker, stuff like that. Serious. Right. Disney, family fun, based off a of freaking attraction. And you can tell, even by the way they did the coloration in the movie, it was meant to be... Oh, super you know, colorful. Yeah. Super, super colorful. Or, you know, to put you in mind of kind of like a cartoony it almost looked like they did a uh color over of the sepia that they shot it in it was right. kind of it was, it was beautiful though it was nicely done um and you were very 
good on the guess on the Pirates of the Caribbean Black Pearl. It's 2003. Was it? Yeah. Damn, I'm good. Uh, freaking. So, like, the one part of this movie, like, I was in. And then they did one thing. And I was like, okay. Bit much. Is this the kind of ride we're in for? And then they started involving all the mystical stuff and all that stuff. But right. when the submarine came up, I'm like, oh. Shit's going down. Jesse Plemons like owned that scene on the machine yeah. guns with the music playing in the background. Yeah. He's just humming along and having a good old time with it. I was like, dude, this guy had the role of a lifetime with this. Yeah, like he yeah. just had a blast. But when they shot the torpedo in the room, <laughs> Frank, which is Dwayne's character, Dwayne Johnson's character, was right. like, We're not gonna outrun it. This motherfucker ramped Ramps. his <laughs> boat. <laughs> And the torpedo went under him while he was in the air. I was like, this is what we're doing now. We're yep. just sending it. We're cool. Just, hey, Send it, brother. It's all full go <laughs> on here, the fantasy realm. Here we go good. from here. This yep. is where it's going to go fun. I'll, I'll tell you, the one character, I, the one actor I, I was genuinely surprised with in this movie was Paul Giamatti. Right. I haven't seen him in a while. Not in anything yeah. major. Not in any, you know, not any movie major wise. You no, know, he's been seen in, him in other stuff. Yeah. Like, off, I think the last thing. Off the big screen. What I told you was is the last movie I saw, didn't see him in, but heard him in was Ratchet and Clank. Right. Which was mediocre. But right. the right. actual last movie I saw him in was Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's too long to go without Paul Giamatti. Well, yeah, on the big screen. I mean, right. Like you said, he was doing... You know, major project with billions for quite a while there uh, on Amazon. Yeah, uh, and I think you know that kind of probably eats into time. quite his yeah. time a little bit. But uh, but yeah, he was as always he was tremendous in this. I think he's one of the greatest character actors that you can find. You yeah. know, no, he, he really always is. plays that great schmarmy kind of right. <laughs> you know, dude, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, you can't you got to give uh, Howard Stern credit for pushing that dude. Yeah, like from the get go, yes. like he kind of he put him in his movie, which was Private Parts, Private Parts great yeah. movie. But like we wouldn't have Paul Giamatti Day probably, or he would have been discovered a little later, and he would have missed some projects if Howard Stern would have pushed it, right? Because that dude is phenomenal. He is funny. It just goes He's to show that Howard Stern's a and a great legend. actor, even in serious stuff, you know. Right. So that yeah. what um the one of the movies I first remember seeing him in, going a little on tangent here, but was The Illusionist with Edward okay. Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking was, dark, tense movie yes. at times, but he sold that role. Mm-hmm. Like he owned it, killed it. Like even in Shape of Water, which I did not care for that movie. That yeah. was on Shyamalan's downturn, down spiral right. hard. Right, right. He was the best part of that movie. I think you're right. Like if without that, that movie would have been absolute garbage. It would, yeah. Because Jamani, if you put Jamani in anything, it's amazing. Yeah. So and just having him in this for just little bits and pieces mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, absolutely great. He filled his parts and his roles, but it was just good. I had so much fun with this movie. Yeah, I didn't expect to have that much fun, honestly. Like I, I didn't really either, because I was like going, okay, you know, I know the Rock, and we talked about it before. The Rock makes things fun, but yes. I was like going, uh, is it going to be cheesy, too cheesy? You know what I mean? Right. And it was just the right amount of cheese to make it funny and fun. And and also, you know, the action, the uh you know, adventure aspect, and I think like I said, the flirty banner between him and Emily Blunt was great. Yeah. You know, uh funny. the brother uh playing the, you know, kind of the straight man. <laughs> yeah, Jack uh Jack Whitehall's character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was my favorite part about that was how roles were twisted. Like Emily Blunt's character was very Doctor Lily. Yeah, was very hero esque. Like mm-hmm. she was straight laced, not straight laced, but she was she was hard headed. She was stubborn. She knew exactly right. what she needed to do. Right. There was no dissuading her. She was going for it. No ifs ands or buts. Exactly. While Jack Whitehall's character McGregor was. The damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. Until, until there, towards the end, he got a little badass, right. and he's the right. one that off Jesse Plemons' character. Right. <laughs> but man, was he funny! Like for being like just a side character. It, like I said, it gave me very, 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 very strong mummy vibes. Right. Yeah. Because it reminded me of Rachel Weiss's brother in that movie. Right. And he was just funny. He was a good part of the movie. Like the one thing that was kind of surprising being a Disney movie, but at the same time, that's just the culture now. Was when he was sitting with the Frank having an intimate having the talk and her talk. He's yeah. like, you know, I, I was courted by a lot of women. I had to turn them all down. And in my society, I can't love who I want to love. 
right? Pretty much my just interests coming out, yeah. lie in other places. Yes, coming you out, know? and then, you know, Frank's just like, yeah, whatever, to to other interests, you know, right? Exactly. Toasting and drink, and it's like, cool. That was a very smooth way to handle that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't very ham fisted, right? Not uncomfortable to watch, which you know, there there ha- there have been movies where there's coming out scenes and it's like just uncomfortable, right? Right. But you know, that one handled it very well, especially during, for a Disney movie. You know, during that scene, I'm sitting there looking at it, and you know, uh, you know, Kelsey's brother is gay. He's getting married in uh, September to his yeah. fiance. Uh, and I was looking at that, going, "Oh man, this is kind of like, you know, their relationship because they were, they're, you know, those two are kind of inseparable. Right. She saves him, he saves her. You know, it's kind of yeah. those types of things. They have that great, you know, great relationship. Like yeah, that's that. so, a great brother sister bond. Yeah, exactly. And they they did a really good job showing that. Like when he said that, you know, if it wasn't for Lily, right, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am. Right, like, right. So I'll do anything for her. It's like, yeah, you can clearly show see that these are a brother and sister would do anything for each other. Exactly. And then I really enjoyed how uh, Lily's love for Frank slowly grew over the movie. Like at one point, she's like, "You are the cute. most." Just <laughs> annoying person I've ever met in my right. life, but yet she just couldn't help falling for him. I, I attribute that to the dad jokes, honestly. Those dad yeah. jokes, oh yeah, on point. <laughs> and then I love at the end when she gets out her little dad joke, or it's just they're yeah. dr- learning how to drive a car, and he goes, she goes, "Oh, you're exhausting." exhausting. I was like, uh, like oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, but yeah, in this movie, The Rock, there's a lot of twists. There's several twists in the movie. Right. Um, one is that. The Rock is actually a 400-year-old... Conquistador. Conquistador. Yeah. You know, uh, he's cursed by the same curse that these other conquistadors are cursed with. Right. Uh, they tried to uh, force this uh, tribal leader to give them access to this tree. Right. That blooms uh, once so many years or whatever. It's the moonflower. Yeah, yeah, the moonflower. Pretty much heals any wound. Exactly. And uh, they tried to... You know, they burned down the village. It killed, you know, the uh, chief and everything like that. And he cursed them that the jungle would never let them out of the side of the river. Right. And uh, if they did go out, then the jungle would recapture them and, you know, imprison them. Um, so Frank basically has trapped all of them in a hole. Mm-hmm. And they were there for 300 some odd years. And he, you know, stayed by the river, built a city, did all these things. And then he became a river. You no, know, that was really cool how they showed the passage yeah. of time. Like that was very well done, and it was yeah, very it was. emotional. Like I, like I said, I didn't know much about going the plot into this. Movie. Right. The twist where you find out he's a four hundred year old person came hour into the movie. Yeah. And when he got stabbed, I'm like, okay, obviously he's one. And there were hints leading up to that point, and then it clicked in my brain when like he fell after mm-hmm. he'd been stabbed into the river. I was like, oh. No way Rock's they dead already in this movie. Yeah, like exactly. That's not how this works. So clearly there's something more. And then immediately my brain pieced it all together before he even came back. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so good I twist. Said. You pulled the wool over my eyes yeah. for half a second. Exactly. Didn't really think much else yeah. of it than he was just a normal dude. I mean, it's, That's exactly what I was saying. I mean, you knew he was a con artist. Right. Like, because when he was doing the Jungle Cruise at the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah, with those he, tourists was funny. And then, like, the, <laughs> the cannibals were shooting their arrows yes, at him. And like, one came hey, a little too close. He's like, hey, come on. <laughs> the little girl goes, but the hippo is a native to shh. shh. <laughs> <laughs> and at the one party goes, you know, shut your mouth. <laughs> Turn around. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's funny. Again. Yeah, it was funny. Um, but, yeah, it was. I, I just. I agree that this is one of those movies that I would watch again. Right. I, you know, because it's like, hey, this is, it's a fun movie and an interesting movie. So I watched it 30 minutes before you even got here to record this. Yeah, okay. Right. So I went downstairs after I was done watching it. I told my wife, when she was working on her paper, mm-hmm. being a doctorate student and all uh, she's 41 got. 41 pages so far. Poor thing. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Poor thing. But I told her, I was like, when you're done, make sure you're finished. I was like, because when we're done recording, we're going to watch this again. And she's like, really? You liked it that much? I was like, I genuinely liked it that mm-hmm. much. I really want you to watch this. Yeah. I think you'll really like it. And, you know, it kind of goes to just show the disparage between what people, I'm not going to say normal. Yeah, I'm going to say normal people. What normal yes. people like compared to what critics like. Because right. this movie's holding a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It, it, no, absolutely not. This is not right. a 63%. This is... High 80s. Yeah. It's a Easy. 93% audience score, though. And that, that I can get behind. Sense. Absolutely. Exactly. So it just goes to show the disparage between critics, what critics like, and normal people. Right. 
being a, you know, if you want to be a critic, in my opinion, you have to have your thumb on the pulse of what the normal person likes. You have, you can't yes. always be so, I get it, that's your job to be critical and critique. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But you you still got to have fun with it, too. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point? What's the point of wanting to watch movies and dissect them and stuff like that if you're not wanting to enjoy it? Yes. Reading the room is very vital. Right. I mean... It, this movie accomplishes everything it's set out to accomplish. Right. And for the audience, it's set out to please. I think it does a great job with it. And that. it's hard to find a critic you can trust that A, has that finger on the pulse, and B, is critical of a movie. Right. And if you do find that critic, that's one worth listening to. Not all these other ones that just want to trash something because it's not what they wanted. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, so like The Green Knight, obviously. Mm-hmm. What is that holding on Rotten Tomatoes? And it's in the high 90s. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like 96. That, that is, I mean, I get it. It's an artsy movie. We're going to talk more about it mm-hmm. later. But, you know, it. like I said, it's not a movie I would want to see in theaters. It's a right. couch movie. And you're talking to a guy that likes The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. And, so And it's a... It's, you know, it's in the fantasy genre, and we'll talk about it more in the next review. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good world building. It will build a, they did a good job building that right. world. But, you know, like you said, it's a couch movie. Right. This is a big extravaganza of a movie. Mm, and, you right. know, you need to see it. I mean, I would have liked to see it on the big screen like we talked about right. in the beginning. Yeah. This would have been know. a good XD theater and cinema. Right. I agree. Hell, even if it's an IMAX, it's loud. It's bombastic. Yeah. That's something that's worth seeing. The visuals that. I, are That's amazing. what I thought when we went and saw the Green Knight theaters. I'm like, why the hell is Jungle Cruise playing on XD? It's a kid's movie. <laughs> when this movie, which is supposed to be lauded, is showing on just a regular theater. Now, having watched both of them, I understand it now, obviously. Yes. Which makes a lot more sense. I feel stupid for having thought that. No. (laughs) No. It's cool. But yeah, I I agree. I I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Right. I was like, oh, watch it. It was thoroughly enjoyable. We're going to watch it and review it. Okay, let's go watch it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm wondering, the director of this, Jaime Colette Sarah, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. What else is he? Oh, you know what? He did The Shallows yeah. with Blake Lively. Yep. Holy yep, shit. Yep, yep. That was that was surprisingly a very good movie. Yes. Like, I was thoroughly floored with that movie, which, stupid premise when you think about it, mm-hmm. but great it movie. premise. And then he's also done a lot of Liam Neeson movies. He's done The Unknown, mm-hmm. Nonstop, Run All Night, and The Commuter. I've seen two of those. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that dude, that dude nailed this movie. Like, right. just got it through and through. That was really, really well done. So, you know, it's on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. easily accessible for, especially for people that don't want to go to theaters yet. Right. Highly recommend you paying the thirty bucks to watch oh, it right now, especially for like a family night in. Yes. Oh, dude, I wish my son was just a little. Okay, I don't wish my son was older. But right. I can't wait till my son's a little older to appreciate, to appreciate like stuff yeah. like this and enjoy a movie right. night with his parents to, you know, like just be enthralled. And have- I got to say something, too. Um, I love the fact that they converted Nothing Else Matters to a Spanish guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I was like, I'm listening to the you know intro and everything yeah. going over the castle. I'm like, see, that's Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like oh, okay, good. Yeah. No, and it fit too. Like it really yeah. fit. Yeah. yeah. Like when he was Frank was talking about how he used to draw, and this was like one of those tidbits that stuck in my brain. Yeah. And how he used to love to draw, and then he got bored of it, mm-hmm. or did all he wanted to, and just wasn't. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He wasn't inspired Inst- enough. Yeah, exactly. To do it anymore. And so he started learning to play the guitar, and I love how she threw that back in his face later. Mm-hmm. She's like, you should get up like your guitar. I was like, oh, oh that's Jeez. a deep cut. That's a very yeah. big man. You don't yeah. want to piss off. It's not good. He literally threw around a Jaguar earlier in the movie for yeah. fun. Yeah. So there's not that's a dude funny. you want to piss off. Now, surprisingly, being an immortal, he wasn't overly strong. Like, he wasn't portraying something that wasn't out of the realm of possibility right. because of strength. I mean, obviously, throwing around a Jaguar, but once you learn that the Jaguar was in on the con and that's, exactly. his, that's his buddy. you It made it more realistic. I love the fact that the Jaguar, all the Jaguars that he had leading up to that one were all Proxima. Proxima. Yeah. I love that. I thought that's that great. was so cool. Because all I think of is like, ha, Gladiator. Yeah. Like, perfect. Makes sense. Yep. I like it. That's right. But, you know, he wasn't. 
He didn't Vin Diesel this. Like no, the Rock no. knows he's a fucking strong dude. Like yes. that dude is shredded. Have you seen pictures of him oh, in dude, Black yeah. Adam? Well, I fa- I follow him on Instagram. So yeah, I see all his crazy workout dude, stuff. Dude, it's solid. Like, that. like honestly, yeah. that man, that is one of the few men that makes me want to be a better man. He's a monster. Did I show you the comparison of him standing next to Charles Barkley in? Uh, he's a tiny. He looks small. Yeah, because Charles Barkley and Shaq are so tall, are huge. They're huge. Yeah, no, you forget I mean, how like genuinely even size massive wise. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's like okay. The he Rock does, is six four. Yeah, I know. Or six three. Like he's, he's a, a tall man. He's, he's my tall, height. He's a tall dude. Right. But he's like even size wise, they were big, just bigger. Yeah, you know. They're, they're, like, well, wow. they're, they're you know they're basketball professional. Players. Yeah, yeah, that's what they which do. And shows you that these guys are just so much. This, they got the size height. of these people, and that's yeah. that's you know they need that yeah. for the, what they do. So obviously, and the bulk. I mean, you know, those two guys were not small next to him. Yeah, but when you know. the when the shirts come off. Well, they're not Dwayne in is the shredded, though. He's in. Like no, seriously, not, though, have you seen you've all. seen the pictures of him of at Black Adam, right? Yeah. Like, how is that man able to be more shredded than he already was? Like, I thought he hit pinnacle with Hercules. Yeah, no, no, he, he wasn't even close. Freaking blew that out of the water yeah, with he this. He wasn't even close. He was, you know, even from like you said, from Hercules till you know, even after that, right? Hobbs and Shaw. Those he was much more in shape and shredded. Those times, then you know, like you said previously, I mean, even coming from looking at his early wrestling days, it's ridiculous. Oh no, absolutely. No, the pictures I've seen of him in Black Adam, like the sh- the he was adamant about not letting the costume be foam, right? Like with oh, Zachary no. Levi's and Shazam, can't be. Yeah. So he literally worked <laughs> out so much. <laughs> he just <laughs> physically compares Zach Levi in the role. Okay, but you get Dwayne my Johnson. point. Like with that yeah. suit, he was a lot of foam yeah. muscle. Oh, and Zachary Levi was fit. Like he most went and worked out. Yeah. He worked out a bunch to be fit yeah. for that role. But they're just like, nah, you gotta be bigger to be mm-hmm. Shazam. He is so shredded right now. You can literally see every muscle sinew moving everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, God damn, how is that even possible? All the striations. I mean, I I've been listening to a lot of his uh, motivational speeches and stuff. Yeah. A, super motivational dude. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, he's phenomenal. But he's like, the one thing he always says is, he goes, every time I go in the gym, I look at everybody. And I'm like, not a single one of these motherfuckers is going to outwork me today. Right. Not a single one. I will not allow that to happen. Right. It's just sheer willpower. Like, I thought I have a lot of sheer will. Yeah, those are the but things. damn. That, oh, no. It's, 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 it's on a different par. You know, those guys that are like that and those guys that, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, there's no, like, you can't have a plan B. Right. You can never have a plan B. No. You have to always have your plan A because then you fall back on the plan B and forget about plan A. You have to go and say, okay, this is full guns. If I don't make this, there is no I don't make this. It's just you keep doing until you make this. That's yeah. it. It's it's amazing how intelligent these muscle-bound like you know the the old stipulation that if you're muscle bent you're dumb in the box right exactly these guys are so freaking smart like i've listened to schwarzenegger's book mm-hmm. i've listened to a lot of the rock speeches hell i've listened to a lot of stallone speeches right all super roided out built buff guys mm-hmm. highly intelligent right like highly highly right. intelligent super surprised i mean hell for the longest time i didn't realize that stallone had wrote rocky Oh yeah, really? And not until I was in my teen, late, late, late okay, teens, okay. obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I growing that. up having watched, right. I never, never would have thought of that. Like, right? Never even dawned on me. I was like, oh, he's. I think it's the lisp more than anything. Mm-hmm. That's like, nah, no way. And then you listen to him and like actually talk, talk and you're like, him. damn, yeah. he's super smart. He's very well read. Very, he's very much more of a Renaissance person than people could give him credit for. Right. I mean, you know, you hear you heard the things. Yeah, you got busted in Australia with roids and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, you look at, okay, he's still trying to be at the top of that game. Right. Which, okay, I'm like, okay. At some point in time, you got to give that the yeah. physique up. You can do the rest of the thing. Nah, you know? they don't. They don't want to give that physique. I mean, well, I know they Schwarzenegger's had a couple heart surgeries. Yeah, you can destroy and yourself. He does what he calls his Mickey Mouse workouts. Mm-hmm. But those Mickey Mouse workouts, I wish I could do some of those oh, workouts. No, I, yeah, well, I mean, like you said, the heart surgeries, you know, come a lot from the abuse he did earlier in his days. Yeah, you know? and he pushed himself Something. to limit. Like he, listening he, to his book, it was 
insane. Like he started at a young age too, yeah. which probably plays a factor because you're not really supposed to be working out that hardcore well, at I a mean, younger age. Until even you're... working out, not even just the workouts, but the sup, the you know performance enhancing supplements. Yeah, he did them like when they did. were not really a bad thing. He did die in a ball. Well, yeah. he did it when there were no regulations. Right. Yes, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot that of they weren't done. a bad thing. Well, there was not as much research done <laughs> into no, them and stuff back there. then. Well, it wasn't and even they about legalized early the research. It's like okay, you still used those things to get ahead. Right. Those are, you know, you know, you're using Dianabol. Dianabol is an insanely strong steroid that they, you know, they used to use somewhat on horses. Holy you shit, know. really? So, yeah. So, I mean, these are things you, you, you stack the deck a bit, which I'm saying, okay, in that field, right. And, Mr. Olympian, that everybody was doing that at those yeah. times. You know, there have so you seen many people. them now? The Mr. Olympians, so many people. God, they're damn, oh, yeah. no, they're like unreasonably they're, huge, like, yeah. to the point where it's almost gross. I mean, if you look at, you know, watch Ronnie Coleman's story on okay. uh, Netflix. Right, it's it's kind of crazy too. Huh. But he's just huge, and Ronnie Coleman was nutsly huge. Well, and, anyways, but anyway, the point I was getting to is. Dwayne Johnson has said that if you know if it ever comes about and people want him to do it and he runs for president, mm-hmm. t- dude's got my vote. Well, yeah, highly he's intelligent. He's very intelligent guy. Super intelligent. Not only that, but he's smart businessly, like business wise. Oh yeah, no, he's he's a really nice guy. You know. See, well, it's the outside looking in, obviously. Right. Seems yeah. like a nice guy. I'm sure he is right. a nice guy. Would love to meet the dude and just be like, damn, you're oh, yeah. you're like my modern day hero. Like, yeah, if I could meet two people, I'd probably say Damon John and him. Those are the two people I'd like to meet. Okay, if two people alive or dead. Alive or dead? Yeah. Oh, man. I'd like to meet Nikola Tesla. Fair uh, enough. As far as dead. And I would say... Uh, I'd actually like to sit down with Huey P. Newton. Okay. See what he... You know, what was going on with... I'll, all that. I'll meet you so. in the middle. I would want to do one alive and one dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'd want to meet Chris Farley. One, oh, yeah. In my yeah, opinion, well, one of the funniest men that ever lived. Funny. He was funny. And obviously Dwayne Johnson. I don't yeah. know. It's a toss-up between Dwayne Johnson and Mark Hamill, just because I'm such a nerd for yeah. Star Wars. Like, I would love to meet Mark <laughs> Hamill. But else. I think just overall rounded person, I'd want to meet Dwayne Johnson. Right. Just because like, you just got to be in awe of a person like that that's just so driven like pure willpower alone, I, just to want to constantly better I himself. I agree. He's definitely one of those people. I can't wait to see Black Adam. Yeah. No. I, you know what? Like, oh, he's he's even more so my hero right now because he is pushing. Apparently, there's a lot of rumors that he's pushing the studio hard to make sure that Henry Cavill's Superman is involved. He is. He, in his I heard that Black too. Adam project. He's yes. like, no, you need to bring back the Snack Snyder universe. That dude knew what he was doing. You mm-hmm. need to give me Henry Cavill to fight. Like right. he is on the ball. He right. knows what he's doing when it comes. To, I mean, obviously, I mean, can you think of a bad movie that he's been in in general, honestly? Really, you can't that, you know, hey, there aren't there's some that weren't critically acclaimed. I mean, Rampage was probably one of his weakest yeah, but that was movies. a fun movie. Exactly. That's what I'm fun. saying. Yeah. You know, it's not going to get a lot of cr- critical acclaim, but it's a fun movie to watch. No, it is. And I mean, I'm thinking back in time to Walking Tall and The Rundown. I thought that was cr- I thought You know, and that's, was those awesome. some of his yeah. first roles. I mean, okay, The Mummy Returns, he was a CGI character in it that right. was garbage looking, but right. that wasn't his choice. It was more of the direction and everything. No, I agree. The Scorpion King. I watched it just recently because mm-hmm. I'd never seen it because I didn't like The Rock when it was younger because I was not a WWE person. Oh, okay. couldn't stand it. Okay. I knew it was fake as shit. And I'd... Oh, yeah. It's funny because a guy that loves movies that's entirely fake yeah. hates something that's fake like <laughs> WWE, but it's something that tries to portray itself as real. Well, within reason. Okay. Within, within reason. reason. Right. It just I mean, wasn't my cup of tea growing Right. Up. Gotcha. So I, I avoided The Scorpion King. I watched it. Earlier this year, for the first time, and I enjoyed it. wasn't great, yeah, but I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie, definitely interesting. Something I would not probably watch again. Okay. But for being his first movie that was entirely led by him, was impressive. Yeah, like it wasn't. What was the movie that we watched recently? Oh, the Space Jam. LeBron couldn't carry that movie. He right, carried right. that movie for his first full one, right? Did a great, I, I would say so. And then he so. went and did the rundown. 
which was fantastic. I love. Yeah, the I thought that was awesome. It's a huge step up from the yeah. Scorpion King because then really showed his uh, comedic chops. Right, and you then know? he did Walking Tall, which was a great mm-hmm. movie too. It was a remake yeah. of an older movie. Yes. Then he did Doom, which I didn't care for Doom too much. Now that I'm older, younger, it was cool. Doom, in its sense, I mean, uh, was kind of like, okay, we need to put this video game movie out. We need to capitalize off this video game craze and everything. We're going to put this movie out. And it was, you know, you could tell it was rushed. You could tell it was, you know. Good cast. A, it was a good cast. Yeah, Carl Urban and Dwayne yeah. Johnson. But like you said, the... The story was was based off the video game, and they really didn't flesh out a lot of things in it. So no. it was like, okay, it was what it was. Right. You know, he's a. He, we talked about this before. He's a franchise dude. He carries oh, franchises. He ca- yeah. So the way this movie was left, I could see it turning into a franchise, kind of like you know, The Mummy, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's it would be easy to go from because the conquistadors are still trapped. Yes. There's still can, more plot. Now he's mm-hmm. he's back to being human, but he's got 400 years of worth of knowledge and experience in him. Else. So he could yeah. be the ultimate swashbuckler almost. I can see that happening. Yeah, I can't wait. I would actually thoroughly enjoy yeah. a sequel for that movie. Yeah, I'd like to see what the uh, box office does on this for the, after the first weekend. I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because with Disney Plus being the way it is, It'll it'll make its money, mm-hmm. you know. But that brings me into something I wanted to talk about was this whole Scarlett Johansson Disney lawsuit. Plus lawsuit yeah. thing. That's wild. Like it is wild, but I think you know, like the precedent she's trying to point at is the HBO Max folks paid a lot of the talent. Right. It's like it cost them a billion some dollars to do. Right. But they paid a lot of the talent off in that, and they were. She's like, hey. Why didn't you guys? But by the same token, you didn't do that up front. Right. Mm. <laughs> you know, you it, know, she's really, she's got a point that she's getting at. Like, you know, I Disney agree. came back out and said, Oh, we've already paid her 20 million, which is not the right move. You should not have put out there how much you paid her. Right. That's none of everybody else's business. I agree with that. You know, the fact that she's even suing shouldn't really be, I mean, it should be broadcasted a little bit. But the whole thing shouldn't be public knowledge because that's her own personal thing against, you know, a company. That's right. you know, she's whistleblowing a little bit, and from all reports I've been reading, Kevin Feige's livid, and not livid uh, with Scarlett. She's livid. He's livid with Disney. With Disney, yeah. And that you, she, they didn't do enough for her. And the report I just read yesterday, I want to say, Disney's pushing Feige to never let Scarlett appear in a Marvel movie again, which. If we oh, all know Feige, boy. that ain't gonna go over. Yeah, like he got gunned back. I don't think after Disney wants drama. to go to war with him at all. No, they, that's your that's your breadwinner right if, there. Here's the thing that Disney's using as leverage uh, in this right now: the fact that they're looking at there may not be any one billion, two billion dollar movies for a while. Right. Okay. But by the same token, you're still gonna have those movies, the Marvel movies. That he's now got his fingers in Star Wars yeah. are going to be your bread and butter, right? So you don't want to upset that apple cart. Well, not just that, but this is the guy that a started a universe almost singlehandedly from scratch. Made it into the multi-billion-dollar <laughs> box office bomb that it is. Yeah, and not only that, but the his methods are being absorbed by other people and trying to emulate to yes. starting their own universes. Even within Star Wars, John Favreau yes. is doing a similar thing. Yep. You do not you do not piss off your golden horse. You don't do that. No, you really you don't. don't. Do that, this you? is your golden goose egg. You don't yes, fuck it, it up. That being said, I agree that Scarlet has a right to throw a fit because her I'm sure her income was based off not just, you know, upfront oh, payment but box end. office numbers. Back end is right. big thing for it. Similar thing that Robert Downey Jr. did for yes. a lot. I mean, he made bank off oh Endgame and Infinity. Gosh. I mean, absolute bank. Because <sighs> he had a certain percentage from box office, mm-hmm. which is always a smart thing to do when you know that it's gonna be a massive hit. Big hit, yeah. I ha- I understand why she's upset. I can truly get it. And Disney should have been like, you know what? That's our bad. We're going to cut you an additional check for what could have possibly been the right. this. No bad blood. You can right. afford it. Let it go. Exactly. Don't don't piss Maybe. them off. Because, you know, nothing's going to piss fan offs more 
than especially fans that love the Black Widow character. Ostracizing a main character. Right. And you're telling the mastermind behind the universe that everybody loves so much that you can't bring that character back because she pissed us off. Bullshit. That's a bold move. Yeah. Very, very bold move. I mean, yet again, like, Feige got gunned back after all that controversy, and especially in the middle of cancel culture. Yep. He got gunned back in the game. Yeah. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. It's just like, no, we're, we're bringing this dude back. Which, by the way, have you seen the reviews for Suicide Squad? No. Dude, 96 really yeah last i looked 96 percent off of like 90 some odd reviews that is the most probably one of the highest rated superhero movies i've ever seen besides black panther and i think spider-man 2 x-men 2 no i hope so i hope so because we need parody we need competition yeah we do we don't need it's funny though because the guy that put out some of the best marvel movies now going over here is like i'm gonna put out the best dc movie (laughs) (laughs) hey come on get it right dc figure it out well, when it, when it just goes through. to show that you need to get guys like Gunn that are motivated and know the characters and are drawn to these characters and are hugely invested in them. Yes. I mean, the second that he got the job, you knew he was going to do a good job because yeah. he made Guardians of Ga- Galaxy, which is very, very, very notly known characters. They were very C well characters. Known. Yeah, they were not C. even C. I would give it D characters. Ooh. Like they were not high yeah. up on the totem pole. Right, right. And he made them world star. Everybody knows who they are. Holy crap! I can't wait for another yep. Guardians movie type. You know exactly characters because, like you said, he was invested in the 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 characters. Well, I think it he's also he's a the... wacky dude and yeah. it fed right into him. But I also think you know, like you said. You you can't go over there and just be invested in that one movie. No, you can't be. You can't do that. No, you have to be invested in the characters. You have to be invested in the project and say, okay, this comes from a place that is not just surface. Oh, this is my vision, right? For this, this has to be. Hey, you know what? I know these characters. I know the fans of these characters. I know what these people are going to want. Let me put my spin on it. Right. Give them the product. Well, he also, you know, right from the get-go, he's like, I'm going to follow this run of comics. It's my favorite run from when I was a kid. Right. Huge emotional investment that's at that point what, in time. He knew what, what he mean. was going for. He it's had like, a clear vision. And you're not just invested in the movie and making the movie. And it's kind of sad because, you know, I've been reading a lot of David Ayer's twi- tweets. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm happy for Gunn. You know, he got to do what he wanted to do. I right. wish that I could have put out the movie that I originally made. Because David Ayer is a great director. Yeah. He puts out some really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. when there's no studio involvement. DC cut the Suicide they Squad killed. to crap. They, they, they kneecapped that to, to shreds. Oh, hard. Put in. <laughs> they tried to make it Guardians of the Galaxy 2.0. Yep. Did not and work for that movie. It doesn't work for that. So I'd be interested in seeing. A, I really don't want to get involved with this kind of campaign again after the Zack Snyder one. But <laughs> I would like to see an air cut. <laughs> yeah. And I think. Now that they've set the precedence by letting Snyder do that, why not let Ayer put out his director's cut? Yeah. You don't have to follow it at that yeah. point, but just yeah. let him put it out there. What but, does yeah, it, what, just say, hey, what's it going to matter? Here's what it was. Right. I hope everybody enjoys it for what it was. I mean, right. should they follow the Zack Snyder cut now? Yeah, absolutely, compared to the Josh Whedon cut. Oh, God, yes. The, but they've already, they've already moved far well enough past Suicide Squad mm-hmm. to where David Ayer's cut wouldn't need to be canon. No. But you're not that far gone yet where Zack Snyder's Justice League could not be canon. I agree. So why not just let Zack Snyder's cut be canon? Mm-hmm. You know? And then just put out the air cut. Fuck it. You already lean into this multiverse theory. Hell, look at Joker. Look right. at the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. What the hell what does it matter at this point? All those are realistic, wor- real world, you know, movies. Right. These aren't, you know, the other ones are, like you said, more comic book fanciful movies. Right. You know, you can meld those. Hey, this is that universe. This is this universe. This is another universe up here. Right. The animated universe, whatever. You know, so you can definitely get away with it. Disney has announced that Jungle Cruise has earned 30 million globally from Disney Plus Premier Access in its opening weekend. That's nice. 30, 30 bucks a pop. Yeah. It's a million that's, folks. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And. You know, I mean, I don't even know what the box office is for the opening weekend because it's still in its opening weekend. Right. But that's that's solid. That's like, solid. That's uh, Black Widow did what? 60? From Disney Plus? So far, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So, you know, 
do I think Disney Plus is a good way to watch some of these movies? <laughs> yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when they can't go to the theater as much as he would like to anymore. I think so, too. Now, there's some things that they put out that, you know, could have waited. I mean, I, we could have waited for... I mean, we wanted to do a review on Mulan, so, you know, we got that. And we actually was, did just record it, but we never released yeah, it. Yeah, we never released it. <laughs> mm. going to save that it's one gonna for It's going to be in the can. Save that one for a rainy <laughs> it's day. It's still in the can. Uh, but, yeah, I would have not gotten that. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't, yeah. wasn't great. I mean... My last two purchases on Disney Plus were fantastic. Yeah. Being Black Widow and the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I, Honestly, I, I, I told my wife, I was like, I like Jungle Cruise more than I like Black Widow almost. I did too. It was a lot. It was a lot of, not saying Black Widow wasn't fun, but it was a lot more fun. Yeah. Which I is, agree. which is, was designed to be. Well, it's surprising yeah. for me to say that being a Marvel person, fanboy that I am, it's well, I hard mean, to say that something else is more fun than that. I don't, you know, the, the type of movie that Black Widow was, I mean, you, like we talked about, it was funny at lots of points in time. The action was great, but it also had a dark undertone to it. Oh yeah, that was so, rough at times. You know, it was like it it wasn't supposed to be all fun. Dude. This was supposed to be just yeah. Speaking go, of dark though, poor Jesse Plemons in this movie. Okay, we talked about him getting crushed by the boulder, right? Yeah. This motherfucker got eaten by snakes before he even got crushed by the boulder. Oh, that's right. I yeah, was like, got, oh, okay, yeah. he's dead. And then when he came back, I was like, like oh, he's oh, nine snake. kinds of fucked up right and, now. And, <laughs> and then the boulder crushed him. I'm like, man, you just yeah. had a rough Put him out of his misery. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> God dang. Like, when yeah. he, the snakes went at him, I was like, yeah, that's a fitting end to him. Yeah. Then he shows back up. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> we're back. It's like, all right. And then we're gone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he ain't making the sequel. No. No, no, no. Unless unless they give him the Moonflower, which would be kind of cool. I would like to see him. Jesse Plemons' character. Jesse Plemons in general, I could watch. He's underrated. Like, he's not out there often. He is underrated. Because, you know, like you touched on earlier, the creepiness factor of a lot of his characters. Right. He does that incredibly well. With making it like, okay, you know, when he was torturing Jesse in... uh, Breaking Bad. Right. Okay. And, you know, then he would come in, hey, buddy, you know, here's this and here's that. You know, it was a typical abusive, typical toxic, uh, toxic dude. Right. Crazy. So like sociopathic. Right. Person, you know, he does that really well. He does. And that's even the scarier part is at the same token, he's got a lot of he seems innocent. Yeah. Because like I said, when he the scene where he's shooting the machine gun. And the music's playing. He's just having a good old good time. time. It's like, yeah. you can't help but love the dude at yeah. this point. Like, Creepy as hell, but you can't help but love him. Yeah. And like you said, in a lot of his other characters, he has that he had that baby face, you know, for a long time. Yeah. He got a little chunky him, now. Yeah. That made him look, you know, kind of like, did make him look innocent, especially in Breaking Bad. He looked, you know, very, just, hey, you know, I'm just your buddy. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you're not. You know who he's engaged to? Who? I'm gonna test your celebrity trivia knowledge. Oh, I don't know. Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Yeah, I did know that. You know, I he was, was like, born yeah. in Dallas, Texas. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he's like I said, he's solid, underrated, but freaking solid. Yeah. Yeah, he's not in a lot of he. The last movie I remember seeing him in, I watched him in Irishman, El Camino, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the last big one I remember watching him in that was in theaters that I really enjoyed was uh, Game Night. Oh yeah, where he played the cop. <laughs> yeah, the, the love cool. that movie, dude. Yes, still same creepy vibe. <laughs> I suppose they haven't made a sequel to that yet, honestly, because that's a game that that's not a game. <laughs> a movie. It's a movie based off a of Game <laughs> yeah. Night that they could do sequels off of. Oh yeah, easily. You know who. I also think is fairly underrated that you don't see enough of him. And if you give him enough good material, he's a solid actor. Jason Bateman? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, Edgar Ramirez, he played one of the Conquistadors. Yes. Oh, he's super. He, uh, I watched him in uh, Iron Fist, uh, Fist of Iron. Yeah. Uh, he played uh, Roberto Durant. Right. And it was great. I loved him in that. He was in uh, uh, Bright. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. He, he was in that stupid ass remake of Point Break. Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I did. That was actually how I. That's that's the. No. Yeah, I watched that one before I saw the original. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, I yeah. love the original. Original's, original's fantastic. Yeah. I hated the new one, like I absolutely hate it. But he was like the highlight of it for me. Like, oh, wow. dude is, the dude is underrated too. Yeah. Not I mean not Jesse Plemons underrated. Yeah, but he's, he could he's, he's he could do along, a lot more. Man. 
Yeah, he's he's very uh, interesting to watch every time I've seen him in anything. Speaking of game movies, you know what he's going to be in next? What? Borderlands. They're making a Borderlands movie. Oh, yeah. You know what Borderlands is? Yeah, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Hart's in it, too. Kevin Hart's in it. Uh, Jack Black's in it. Yeah. Um, I think... it's it's made by Kate Blanchett in Kate Blanchett, yeah. yeah Kate Blanchett yeah. is in, and Eli Roth is directing yeah, it. Yes, I I love the Borderlands it's game, and one. Eli Roth is actually a really good pick for it. Yeah, because he is over the top, gory, yes. crazy, and it lends itself to that. So I think that was a very good choice. I'm curious to see, and he does more horror stuff. Yeah, it does. Really so I'm curious to see how this one plays stuff. out. But yeah, really gory. I mean, not just gory horror, but like psychological horror. Yes. What was that one movie with Keanu Reeves, where oh. The tied up, the one he yeah. knock knock. I think yeah, knock knock. Yeah, that, was, that, that movie is a trippy. brain fuck. That was trippy. And he directed that, and it wasn't like horror esque. It was just right. psychological yeah. horror. It's like, hey, dude, no, <laughs> don't let these people in your house. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, oh, he also did uh, House with the Clock in Its Walls. Yes. With which Jack was Black. really creepy for a kid movie, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a. He he's pretty solid with his hostile movies, you know. We I've never that. watched them. Ooh, dude, you got to at least watch the first one. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it's it's wild. I can't do torture porn like that. Yeah, I just can't. Sure. Like, I well, can, I could do the first Saw movie. Yeah, but I can't do any of the others because it's just too much. Like, I don't mind gore and blood. Yeah, but when it's just gore and blood without purpose, oh, yeah, just to have gore and blood, it's too much for me. It's it's a, uh, it's there. There's very there's very little purpose except for to have gore and blood. Yeah, but I mean, it's a you know the first one. I don't recommend any other ones, but I mean the first one. I'd say, yeah, 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 watch at least once. Right, you know, uh, Emily Blunt's killing it lately because she did this and A Quiet Place Part Two. Oh yeah, which I have yet to watch A Quiet Place Part Two, but from all Me accounts, too. it's, it's amazing. Watch. Actually, I have yeah. it right there. I just bought Sweet. it. But it, uh, there was a lot of interviews before the movie came out with her and Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. where people are obviously ask, asking him a lot about Black Adam. Mm-hmm. But they were also asking her a lot about if she's heard from Marvel because she's a lot of fan casting for the Fantastic Four, her and John yeah. Kaczynski, yeah, which would be fantastic. Oh, I'd love to see them act together. Yeah, oh that, my gosh. I mean, they're husband Again. and wife in real yeah, life, so their exactly. chemistry's got to be on point. Yep, and, and it was in the Quiet Place one, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, they did really good with that. But this one would actually be more, I think, person to person, or not mm-hmm. person to person, but you know what I mean. Like they're going to be talking oh, a lot more. They're yeah. going to be engaging a lot more. A lot more dialogue. Yeah, so yeah. It, it'd be cool to see them have a banter. In yeah, that kind of movie, in that kind of setting, you can see that. You know, I. Oh yeah, when they here. did the fan art for that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm down for that." Right, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it, it would work. But she said that you know, superhero movie things aren't, aren't her thing. At one point, she was supposed to play Black Widow. Speaking of Scarlett Johansson, she was supposed wow. to, she was originally going to play Black Widow, but something ended up working out. She was, if my memory serves me, she was signed to some other project at the time. Wow. So they went with Scarlett. Could you imagine the world we'd be in if Emily Blunt had played Black Widow? I mean, hell, at one point, Tom Cruise was about to play Iron Man before they got Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had to push for Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. hard. John Favreau was like, no, this is my dude. This is the dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching some of the screen tests for some for uh, the Marvel movies. Yeah. And uh, uh, how many of the actors tried out for different parts. Yeah, like Chadwick Boseman as Drax? Yeah. That blew exactly. my mind. That was wild. Yeah, he was, was too like, they said he was too regal. regal. Yeah. yeah. They said, "Oh, we got him for this guy. We yeah. know who's We need him for Black Panther." You know. You know which one tripped me out the most though? Who? Tom Hiddleston trying out Thor. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that doesn't work. Like, like Tom Hiddleston's a fantastic you actor. Cannot bulk up for this. <laughs> no, he there's not enough steroids in the world to make that man bulk up to Chris Hemsworth's size. Like it's not possible. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Could you imagine a world if Tom Hiddleston had played Thor and Chris Hemsworth had played Loki? Loki? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a dude, That's different crazy. dynamic. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Pratt tried out for Captain America. And they said, yep. oh, we got him for this part. You know? Well, they originally didn't want Chris Pratt for right. Star Lord. Yeah. Because he was too pudgy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he. They let him come in, try on the costume. I think it was James Gunn that really pushed it. Either that or it was the casting director. It was the casting director. Casting director. Put him in the costume. He's yes. like, you know, James, you got to watch him. And mm-hmm. James Gunn watched him. He's like, nope, that's my Star-Lord. Yeah. Like, sometimes yep, it just yep, takes yep. that one extra push Yeah, for you to be cast in the role of a lifetime. And that's what they said. She does most of the casting for all the movies. Yeah, she's phenomenal. She's very good. So, you know, <laughs> there's very few... 
franchises out there that can cast as well. But especially when it comes to superheroes, everybody's right. got that preconceived notion of how they look, obviously, because they've been drawn for years right. and years. And then they put that actor in the role and you're like, damn. That's that guy. Solid. That's that's him. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> like you, who would have thought that? I, I thought Edward Norton was a fantastic Hulk. Bruce was a fantastic Bruce Banner. Yeah, great, yes. fantastic. But then they brought Mark Ruffalo in. And I'm like, there's no way. And then I watched Avengers. And I'm like, holy, holy shit, cow. they topped it. Yeah, that's what How I did said. They top too. Edward Norton. I'm like, okay, he's the Hulk now. What well, was even crazier? Just a little trivia knowledge for everybody. Did you know that Mark Ruffalo was their first choice? Back when they were casting for the Incredible Hulk, oh wow! Mm-hmm. But he was too busy filming Just Like Heaven, or yeah, with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, he was tied up with that movie, so he couldn't do it. Wow! It just goes to show that everything has a reason. Jeez, everything man. works out in the end. That's wow. Yeah, yeah, because like you said, I have no problem with Ed Norton as you know mm-hmm. Bruce Banner. It was like okay, no, he did fantastic. He yeah. yeah, but now you're Banna. No. no. No, that was just a rough movie. Like, Eric yeah. Bannon's a good actor. Oh, he is. Solid, he's solid actor. Good actor. I love him well, in Troy. I love him in Star Trek. Like, the, he's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, Time Traveler's Wife. He was yeah. wonderful in those movies. Fantastic. But he, he did bring the quietness to Bruce. But I think it was more that it had to do with the direction of the movie and the yeah. comic book style that really did not help sell his performance of Bruce that. and Hulk. I mean, yeah, Hulk looked the, way too green. Yeah, the different cells and yeah, stuff on the screen. It was, yeah, no. didn't need that no 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 he didn't so okay if we had to rate this movie obviously we agree with the audience score but what would you give it on a score basis i'm going with an 8.4 i mean i like it dude i'm like i'm at 8.9 man good i thoroughly enjoyed it like i i was not like i said any movie that can make me laugh out loud when i'm watching it by myself yeah that's a feat yeah Good. That's because I like when we're in a theater setting, I get drawn in kind of with the crowd. Obviously, right. not to the point of screaming Bucky at the top of my lungs, no. but <laughs> I get drawn like when people laugh, it's like, okay, you know, that's it's more enjoyable to laugh at a comedy when there's other people laughing. Yeah, because then you're just it like, is. okay, I'm not the weird one that's just laughing at a random ass right. joke. Right now, I probably would have been the only one laughing when Jesse Plemons got crushed in theater yeah. aloud. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I mean, I've told you the story of when we went and saw Black Klansman, right? Me and my dad were laughing in the movie. Right. And everybody else was just sitting around in uncomfortable silence because they didn't know whether to laugh or just be shocked. Be shocked. And I'm yeah. like, no, this shit's funny. This like, shit, Yeah, it was funny. He was going for comedy in some yeah. of these scenes. Oh, Freaking yeah. roll with it, man. John David Washington. Just awesome. Oh, he's man. amazing. And Adam awesome. Driver? That yeah. was a fantastic oh, my cast. Oh. I mean, my favorite scene in that whole movie is when he... Gets Topher Grace on the phone. Talking. Oh, and my And talking gosh. in his white voice. And then all of a sudden, he just switches gears. And uh-huh. it's like, you racist pig motherfucker. Click. Yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> there it goes. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, no, this was a very, very solid movie. Yeah. It should not, like, honestly, it didn't have any right to be as good as it was. No, I agree. So now I kind of want to see a Space Mountain movie. I actually think they're making one. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. Give me just put Take the rock something. in it. Just yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, just plug the rock in all these little yeah, right ventures you got. The all these freaking ride right. movies make a wonderful. It's a wonderful life. Is there what's it? What's it? It's a small world. Small world. Yeah, yeah. Make that one. Well, let's not make that. No, nah. <laughs> that song <laughs> alone. That. You're welcome, everybody. That is <laughs> yeah. now stuck in your heads because it's stuck in mine. Oh man, viewership, listenership has gone <laughs> <It's pot>. dropped <laughs> immensely. <laughs> Yeah, no, so recap, I do not agree with critics. This movie no. should not have been as low as it was. I mean, they screwed us. What? They, okay, here we go, ready? Who praised Johnson and Blunt's chemistry and the entertainment values, but criticizes the screenplay and the CGI. I thought the screenplay was one of the stronger points of the movie. I think it was. I mean, honestly, you had some things that were like, okay, I thought it was, it melded together. I it thought did. it all came together right. very well. Things were explained. Right. Everything was done right. I, I mean, and like we talked about, you know, yeah, I had a little bit of complaint with CDI, but the logic that they didn't want to make it too real yeah. really fits. Well, it, they criticized the screenplay and the CGI. I, like I said, I can understand the CGI a little bit, but like you said, once once we switch gears a little bit and think how maybe that's how they're doing it, right. it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. The screenplay wasn't bad. This is not Snake Eyes. No. This made sense oh on every gosh, level. On every I mean, level. it was it was fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same it was made as fantasy from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. 
adventure style. You're I mean, in that. Hell, Indiana Jones has fantasy Whoa. in it. Yes. And that's a, lot, a little more grounded in reality. Yes. Except till the end when you get the fucking Ark of the Covenant, yeah. the Holy Grail, or a motherfucker ripping your heart out. Yeah. So, I'm not going to get that angry. I want to yeah. be angry, but I oh, just no. don't. It's, it's not worth it's, it. it. Yeah. So, no, I don't agree with the critics on this one. I think right. they're full of shit. I think they probably all enjoyed it more than they had to, but they're like, well, I have to critique it's, this. You know. Jeeves, bring my tea. Movie. I yeah. must critique. It's another Disney movie. We don't want to talk about it much. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was good. It was a great, fun family movie. I oh, it really it. was. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I agree. I I'm, I'm, I can't wait to watch it again, tonight, yeah. honestly. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. Uh, next episode is the Green Knight. Obviously, we'll talk about that. I don't know if we'll be able to carry on about that one for too incredibly long. Yeah, because I mean, it was really sim- it's kind of simple. It was to very you. simple, yeah. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got to determine for yourself whether you like these movies or not. But right. we'll give you our opinion in the next episode on that one. Yeah. So until then, peace. I've been Kendrick, and I've been Mark, and this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.